truth lies at the feet of liberty. When I'm in New York, I always stay in Midtown, picking a hotel a block or two away from where my grandfather lived during the war, when he was working for British intelligence and the American government. On the second or third day of my visit, I'll get on the subway at Grand Central and 42nd Street and travel for 15 minutes or so down to Bowling Green. From there, it's a short walk to the Staten Island ferry terminal. Before long, I'm seeing what my mother saw as she came up on deck on the Red Cross ship that bore her to safety. I'm experiencing the moment she described shortly afterwards in a school essay, taking among her earliest erratically spelt but still remarkably confident steps in English. The very first of America that I saw was some huge skyscrapers in New York. The next thing was the Statue of Liberty, which welcomed the newcomers. When I saw this beautiful symbol, I felt that I was really in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yet moving though this always is, it's not actually why I make the pilgrimage. I go because this is where the truth lies. I go because this is where Auntie Ruth threw my grandfather's medals into the water. In the autumn of 2012, we tidied the lounge, hired a party tent from some people we found on the internet, and asked a man from that place round the corner to supply some food. And then we held a party for my 50th birthday. On the guest list were the people who mattered most to me. My family, of course, and some friends from work, but most of the crowd were from the group my wife Nikki calls Everyone. People she got to know when she was in the sixth form and who became my friends because my sister was part of Everyone too. That's how Nikki and I met through Tamara. There were differences between us all, naturally, but what was the same about us was more important. We were living happy, stable, safe, reasonably prosperous lives in the suburbs. We were also mostly Jews, many of us members of families who'd been here for no more than two generations. When she was young, my sister was startled to be asked by another child she met at a swimming gala, where does your mum come from? It had never occurred to Tamara that our mother had a foreign accent, or that anyone else might notice we didn't come from Hendon. And if you asked most of my birthday guests where they came from, they might have said London or just north of London. But most of them didn't really come from there at all. So I thought this was the right audience for what I had to say. We cut the cake that had been ordered by Nikki from the baker on the high street and which featured a marzipan representation of me sitting on a sofa with a can of Diet Coke while watching television. And then I gave a short speech to thank everyone for being there. I told Nikki I loved her, my friends and family how much they meant to me, said how grateful I was for my presence, and then added this. I'm grateful for one other thing. By the time they were my age, my parents and my grandparents had lost everything they had. Their country, their home, their property. They'd been forced to start again in a foreign land and a foreign language. We live here in peace and we don't stay up at night fearing we will be woken by a knock on the door. We don't fear our children will be sent to fight in a faraway war. We don't fear arrest or exile. So here's to the Sunrise Cafe in North Harrow and the Tube Station and Brent Cross Shopping Centre and the local dry cleaners. Here's to all of us who love this country and its small ideas and don't want it swept away in a fit of popular enthusiasm or revolutionary zeal. 
Here's to the places that took in my family and yours. Here's to the suburbs and all of you who live in them.